Welcome to Coming Out Evil. I'm Harley Honey. And I'm Mick Seduso. Join our descent into villainy. Oh my gosh, it's giving a Freddy from my Carly. Oh my fucking god, don't you ever. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I loved Freddy? No, Wait, I do feel like you very much give his energy oh, now that I'm thinking about it more. <laughs> he's just he's so sweet and devoted tell me tell me with a straight face that you are not similar in character to freddy from iCarly. as the memories are re-downloading i'm starting to see it i just remembered him being like wasn't he obsessed with one of them and wanting to date them he was like in love with carly but i think he was rarely creepy about it I don't think he... Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, because it's not like I recently watched iCarly. Though I did watch a video essay on iCarly. Mm. But yeah, anyway, I don't think he ever was like boundary pushy, but I think he definitely made it well known how much he loved and cared about Carly (laughs) and would like do anything for her. Like, I feel like less intense Steve from Family Matters vibes. Okay, okay. Well, fans, let us know if you think Mixedusa should be insulted by being called Freddy or not. (laughs) Maybe that'll be the Spotify poll for this episode. (laughs) Let her know if she should be mad at me. All right. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to another episode of Coming Out Evil. Wait, I need to say just one thing. Let me beat the Freddy allegation. (laughs) No, the reason that I said that just for context is because you did the countdown. That's fair. And Freddy does the countdown just because they didn't hear that part. Oh, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) So the reason that I said it's giving Freddy is because she did the, you know, in three. Two and then I know you'll see somehow the world will change. Okay, and be so wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, so I did the three, two, one, and that's how we got here. (laughs) All right, now it's time for a new episode of Coming Out Evil. You want to let the folks know what we're getting into today? Yes, today we are doing a close reading of I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Pride controversy. Yeah, because people have negative feelings about this song. They do. (laughs) I'll tell you what. The song we should be saying negative things about is that fucking song Girl Crush. That shit was unacceptable. But I am so hyped to read through this and in defense of Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. Like, let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) So, fun facts. This was actually Katy Perry's very first single. Wow. It was her first single. Yeah, she had to convince her record company to release it, actually. So she fought for I Kissed a Girl's release, which I think is interesting. I need the world to know that I like kissing girls. It's just really important. (laughs) (laughs) It's really important to me for no particular reason. (laughs) But to quote her in 2010, she was talking about this and she said, I was really excited to put that out because it was such a fun song that could be both silly and mean something to someone. It was a subject matter that was on the tip of everyone's tongue at the moment. So it was kind of like a snapshot of things that were happening in 2008. That is true i remember some comedian talking about listening to the song with his like conservative grandma in the car and being worried about her reaction and the grandma was like that man has a very high voice like (laughs) 
it really does give a snapshot for what the world was like at that point. Like, it's kind of wild. Literally. And I, like, not to be corny, but I literally didn't think it was physically possible for a girl to kiss a girl until hearing this song. Like, I was actually so steeped in just, like, not knowing anything about queerness, like, at all. And I was in Florida and, and it was a mess. And so like, I just thought it was physically impossible yeah. for some reason. And I heard this song and I remember thinking to myself, is this a boy? Must be, because that's <laughs> not possible. And then I just asked my grandmother, I was like, is this a girl singing? And she was like, yeah, that's a girl. Not thinking anything of it, you know, just answering my random little kid question and moving along. But I, my mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> no dead ass, like, I remember I remember I was writing programming for a peer support group for like queer youth between the ages of 14 and 18 and I wrote up this thing coming from the mindset of somebody who grew up queer in the 2000s in the south I was like if you're feeling lonely in your sexuality journey like come join and the person I was working on this with was like hey like being queer now is a little different I think you may have dated yourself a little bit with this program description I'm like holy shit you're right like <laughs> Oh Whoa. my god, it feels like we grew up in the dark <laughs> ages of like being queer in the South. Like it just, it was a lot. <laughs> it really was. I really feel like I probably am not unique in that story, you know? Like it probably yeah. was, I feel like a lot of young girls were probably listening to that song and like having a discovery. Absolutely. I honestly think it like came out shortly after I first like literally kissed a girl like Aww. dead ass like it was like around the same time that that all was happening and I went from oh yeah like I find girls attractive but I, I never do the thing if given the chance it's just I just think they're attractive like I would never act on it though and this was around the time I definitely was acting on it and it was pretty <laughs> <wrong>, but <laughs> yeah this song actually came out in 2008 Oh, wait. And it won a People's Choice Award for Favorite Pop Song in 2009. Oh. Yeah, it beat No Air and Disturbia. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Oh my god, this really resonated with some people. Yeah. Because Disturbia is a banger. Oh right? My <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that song's not talked about enough. Back to I Kissed a Girl, though, because I'm so wrong of the timeline. I guess it just came to mind when I was kissing girls, but yeah, it was definitely a weird time. Definitely very poignant when she released the song. Yeah. Also, another fun fact about the song is that Katy Perry apparently came up with the chorus like a year and a half before it was recorded, like it was unfinished. Oh. It was just a chorus. And so Dr. Luke helped her like flesh it out with the rest. So literally all she had for a year and a half was, I kissed a girl and I liked it. The taste I mean, of her cherry chapstick. Child, and we'll get into cherry chapstick. <laughs> I was scandalized. Oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, like the fact that that was on her heart, like it almost feels like reading somebody's diary. Like, <laughs> yeah. And just one more thing before we jump into it. Like we said, this song like was well liked. It was well known. We're not unique. We're not special. Like lots of little gay girls were sitting around hearing this song like, whoa. And it actually was just like pretty popular in general, you know, like it won the People's Choice Award. So it was, it topped the Billboard Hot 100 actually for seven weeks in a row, which 
is the same record that um like that Beatles song I want to hold your hand held in oh. like 1964 so it's like Damn. pretty impressive yeah yeah wow so it did really well given all the controversy surrounding it but so she actually had a boyfriend at the time of her releasing this song Oop. and he is like recounting it i guess he really didn't mind the vibe because <laughs> this is a quote from him he said when she was recording her record she'd sent me songs and when we were making our record i'd send her songs so she sent me a demo of I Kissed a Girl and we were on tour and I was playing it during our changeover, just watching the kids react. So she came out to one of our shows and the song came on and she, she flipped out like, what are you doing playing that? And I took her to the side of the stage so she could watch the crowd react because they were all oh. just like so hype about her. Ah. So yeah, her boyfriend was extra supportive of the song actually. Hell yeah. Yeah. And last most shocking fact is that the song actually is about a real life girl. Oh! (laughs) So this is a quote from her. She says, the song was inspired by a friendship I had with a girl when I was 15, but I didn't kiss her. I was just totally obsessed with her. She was beautiful, porcelain skin, perfect lips, and I still talk to her, but I've never told her the song is about her. I feel like that's even gayer. Right? Right? Like having a super intense friendship from childhood. <laughs> and it's one thing for somebody, like if we were saying, oh, Katie Perry's just a straight woman who's profiting off of queerness. If a straight woman was like, oh, I kissed a girl one time. Let me write a song about that. But the fact she never kissed this girl and has just imagined it so much and inspired a whole song. That's some queer behavior. And she never kissed that girl, but that doesn't mean she didn't kiss girls. That's true. Because at some point she received the National Equality Award for her work in the LGBTQ community. And in her acceptance speech, she literally says, I'm just a singer songwriter. I speak my truths and I paint my fantasies into these little bite-sized pop songs. For instance, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Truth be told, I did more than that. How was I going to reconcile that with a gospel singing girl raised in youth groups? Oh, see, and that's where we're going to get into cherry chapstick because. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. canon. It's canon. It's a wrap. And especially like. So wait, we're going to uplift like Beyonce and Rihanna's queer icons and they ain't never talked about nothing like that. And yet Katy Perry can't be like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Like, come on. I think I'm ready to jump in if you want to lead the way. (laughs) Okay. So jumping into it, this was never the way I planned. Not my intention. Thoughts, feelings. What are we thinking? I feel like it's giving lowered inhibitions are what you really want to do. You know? Right. (laughs) Right. Drunk words, sober thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so yeah. So then she goes into, I got so brave, drink in hand, lost my discretion, which, yeah, I think definitely supports what you're saying. Literally, like defeat the (laughs) Katy Perry is queer allegations right now. (laughs) Yeah, because it's like, it's not like, oh, I was drunk and I was inspired to do this thing out of nowhere. It's like, I lost my discretion, meaning like, I was trying to be discreet about this thing and I gave that up now that I got mm-hmm. braver. <laughs> like, that's different. It's not what I'm used to. Just want to try you on. This is the part everyone's got beef with and it's valid because just want to try you on is like, 
I feel like people normally interpret that as being like, oh, I just want to have this one experience for this one moment and then I'm going to discard you. But I don't think it needs to be that negative. I don't think so either. I'm really thinking about like my first time kissing girls and doing things. And I think for me, when I think about that, it's more like this may never happen again. I'm just going to enjoy this moment and this may be my first and last time getting to be queer. You know what I mean? Like, it really felt like I don't know if or when I'll ever have the freedom to do this again. So I'm just going to kind of go for it now and just leave it at that. Because, yeah, like, I just at that point, there was no way I could be out. So, yeah, I think it gives I think it could also be interpreted as like that vibe when you try on a dress that's out of your budget in a store you know like it doesn't mean you don't like the dress (laughs) and you wouldn't buy it if you could like you would you would buy it but you can't right exactly so it's like I think people who are seeing it as a disposability thing I think that's really interesting and maybe a little telling personally yeah because, yeah, for me, it's it's definitely not that the person's disposable, but the fact that I don't think I can live in this life safely, so I just want to try it on for a night to see what it's like to get to live freely and love freely, so, yeah. There's also that I feel like if I read this like a poem, like if I put my literature analysis college education hat on and I treat this like it's a poem, like I feel like this narrator isn't saying what the circumstances are. Like, I feel like we're listening to the narrator try to convince themselves of something, you know? Mm -hmm. Which, like, I definitely have had those thoughts, like, before I was out, like, ah, no, I'm I'm not interested in girls. I just am interested in only kissing them. And so that's not that big a deal. So, like, I don't even think I would interpret this as the narrator genuinely meaning, like, I just want to do this once. I think it's the narrator saying, oh, like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm only going to do it once. So it's fine. It's fine. Right. Like, they're saying, like, oh, it was the drink. Like, I was just brave because I was drinking and I lost my cool. I was impulsive. It's only going to happen once. Like, I hope. Yeah. It's giving, like, it's not what it looks like. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Going back to, like, the diary example, it's like, oh, I'm, like, going to go ahead and, like, defend myself if and when somebody asked me about this because given that her parents were super religious and everything so like yeah like getting your defenses ready to be like ah no I thought it was a one-time thing like you know yeah also as we get like more into the chorus I feel like we'll see more of that like poetry play out because I feel like we jump out of that headspace and back into it like I think Mm. the chorus is the time in the song where she's not trying to talk it down or like minimize what's happening like that's true yeah and I think the musicality supports that too like the verses are well I think I'm also thinking of the jazz version to be fair but I Mm -hmm. do think it's interesting seeing how the two versions show up because like yeah like the pop version it's for radio and stuff but the jazz version you can definitely hear here the verses are much more laid back it's like this was never the way i planned like it's much more low-key and the chorus 
and either version gets much more high energy like it really yeah. i think speaks to like the kind of energy around what she's saying like you can tell when she's getting more excited and feeling more free for sure yeah so then the last line of the first verse i'm curious for you caught my attention hi yeah i think it's more of that it's like oh i'm just curious like you right. caught my attention like i feel like it's more of that like minimizing and also what about her caught your attention i want to know because you were looking right you were looking then you were looking <laughs> and yeah and i feel like again like if i mean i don't know i'm not a straight woman but i feel like when straight women make out there's not this much thought behind it. It's like, oh my God, we're drunk. Let's do it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like somebody caught their attention. They're like, ooh, I wonder what it's going to be like to kiss them. They literally, I don't know. It gives a lot more like shits and giggles yeah. than like being like stuck on it. And like, oh my God, I'm so curious. They're like catching my attention. I'm like thinking about it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little different. But <laughs> Like, I feel like Katy Perry, like I feel like I can see her standing in the busy club, her drinks in her hand, everything's happening around her but it's slowed down and she's focused on whoever this girl is, you know? She's right. feeling brave. Right, exactly. So then we get into the chorus. I kissed a girl and I liked it. The taste of her cherry chapstick. Iconic line. Speak on it. <laughs> oh my God. So I have tried to look into the validity of this. And the only thing I've been able to find has been some Urban Dictionary listings for the term cherry chapstick. I wish I could find something a little more official because people can just go in and submit anything to Urban Dictionary. Yeah. But as it's been told to me, cherry chapstick is actually slang for like an engorged clit. A clit ready to go right so and honestly i could see that being actually what she's talking about instead of just somebody's <laughs> cherry chapstick because you're telling me katie perry's high femme and that she's not femme for femme you're telling me this other person's wearing chapstick i don't know i don't know it just, yeah it's not enough to i me, don't believe but, it yeah and it's just like i also think it's just very entertaining to imagine that it's like oh yeah i kissed the girl and i liked it and now i'm just eating her out like it's just that's how it goes like that's literally how it goes sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish that there's a way we could confirm but it feels like it's gotta be i think that there's a slight chance that it became that slang because of the song like i think there's a slight chance that's the true. song came first but like i don't know i reject that reality <laughs> honestly if there's any like your elders who can tell us like have you heard of this term before this song because i would even take anecdotal evidence at this point like if i could just have people who are around in like the 90s and early 2000s who was using this slang before the song that would be enough for me and honestly i would be very interested in that because if it was like a niche term being thrown around in queer community how does she know that term like yeah i just have so many questions love that for her <laughs> what's next next is I kissed a girl just to try it. I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. So I feel like I kissed a girl just to try it is just a callback to just want to try you on. Like, I feel like it's the same yeah. messaging. Hoping her boyfriend doesn't mind. Like, I, this line makes me curious because I feel like so many people interpret this song as like she's performing for a man. But I feel like, I don't know, I read this genuinely. Like, she's genuinely concerned and hopes her boyfriend doesn't mind. <laughs> she did have a boyfriend at the time. Yeah, I literally, again, going back to being queer in the South, like, that's just going to come up a lot. But, like, when you're in, like, this compulsory head situation, like, and it feels, like, obviously uncomfortable and you get a chance, like, sometimes 
I don't know, like, being, like, 14 or 15 and going back to, like, I don't know when this is going to happen again. Like, tonight I'm just going to try this and then go back to my compet life after, like. Yeah. I don't know, like, I think that's a very real thing that happens. Yeah, I feel like it's that same pattern of, like, admitting, like, yes, I kissed a girl and I liked it, but, you know, it was just to try it, and I hope my boyfriend doesn't mind. But it felt really right. But I'm not in love or anything. Like, (laughs) I also feel like I don't really see anything flirtatious about like hope my boyfriend don't mind it i don't really understand i mean i guess i could see how people can morph it to where it's like flirty or like whatever like having the boyfriend watch and being like oh i hope you don't mind or whatever but like it is very confusing to me like i genuinely see that as kind of a stretch honestly versus just being worried your boyfriend's actually gonna care like yeah okay so it felt so wrong it felt so right don't mean I'm in love tonight. The it felt so wrong, it felt so right feels like pretty literal. I don't know. She's ambivalent. Yeah. I think that's valid. Honestly, and like, I know I'm still like, I don't know, maybe less now, but there was like a long time I was like working through the shame of like still feeling like all that conditioning and all the, you know, religious trauma of like feeling like, yeah. oh, what I'm doing is wrong and like panicking a little bit and that like affecting me, you know? So I, I think it is, it's a very conflicting, confusing thing. I don't know. It just, it runs really deep. Like. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Like I used to pray at night and pray to not be gay. Like I would just pray and be like, I hope I am not gay. And these are fleeting feelings. Right exactly and like even the like don't mean i'm in love tonight nobody asked katie yeah no one accused you (laughs) it sounds like you're a little concerned and i just you know nobody asked babe but (laughs) yeah again like going back to like minimizing the whole experience though like i kissed a girl and it felt right but that doesn't mean like it's gonna go anywhere like and i feel like that every step of my queer journey involved the like oh i like girls but i wouldn't do anything okay i'll do stuff but i'll never like whatever like you know it just every step it's like bargaining with yourself that it won't go further and that's yeah. just uh, it's very queer behavior and the fact that this is the part because remember she had the chorus written first like for a year and a half the chorus was written mm-hmm. before there were any other verses so like this section is what was on her heart <laughs> Right. You know, ooh, I think in the second verse, I have another thought that just came up that'll fly more. Okay, so yeah, the last line in the chorus, though, is I kissed a girl and I liked it. I liked it. So just kind of recalling Mm -hmm. back to the first line. So then we get into the second verse. No, I don't even know your name. It doesn't matter. So what's interesting is whenever you were saying like earlier, just to try you on, and I think there's parts in the second verse that lead into people being like, oh, this is just like her disposing of this person just to try something. But if she wrote the chorus and Dr. Luke helped with the verses Mm -hmm. and we know all the creepy shit with Dr. Luke, this definitely sounds like some man shit like yeah or like a man fantasizing about two women and like whatever like i that should we need to talk about it because like no yeah like i feel like she already had written i kissed a girl just to try it and dr luke maybe could have been like oh so you're my experimental game like let's have that in there exactly and especially we got such an inside look given everything that happened with kesha about what kind of man this is like i would absolutely believe that he would just be creepy in every way possible about this yeah so yeah so no i don't even know your name it doesn't matter you're my experimental game just to 
human nature. Like, if all the disposability is coming from the verses, that needs to be interrogated. Like, Yeah. Also, I feel like this will be a difficult point to make. So this making her shitty, like this being a shitty approach to have towards women does not make her not gay. <laughs> like, I feel right. like there are definitely lesbians that have internalized misogyny that discard people in these same ways but like I feel like the number if you've ever heard a girl talk about turning someone out you know what I mean <laughs> like <laughs> it's the same vibes but you're not gonna say they're not gay because right. they're being an asshole and like they're using people for sex that doesn't make them not gay that makes them shitty still gay <laughs> it's giving rose colored glasses it's giving pink washing like it's giving <laughs> the idea that people who are queer can't also be toxic in the ways they navigate relationships and that coming out as queer or sapphic or lesbian or bi like will suddenly fix all these things and you're suddenly never like internalizing misogyny again and it's like that's not true at all <laughs> like yeah and like especially since the song is like exploring the things about it that feel wrong and that feel right like i don't think why are we like i don't know judging a person for experimenting and like admit because this is like an internal narrative it's not like she's going up to this girl and saying hey i am experimenting with you and like saying this that and the other like i don't right. know People do need to have first experiences, as awkward as it is. Right. And can be. Like, it does need to happen. And I do think that there are fine ways to do that. Especially, like, in a bar where you're intending to have a one-night stand anyway. What does it matter to this other person that, like, you're not an experienced sapphic? Like... Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So then, it's not what good girls do, not how they should behave. See, calling grown... Or wait, no. Because this was about when she was 15. She said that it was inspired by her best friend at 15, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I was about to be like, calling grown women girls, that's some man shit again. But I guess, like, if she's thinking about, like, in her teenage years, these feelings, and that's a different thing, but... Um, yeah, also, like, she was raised around conservative people, like, with conservative parents. Like, I feel like I got told I needed to be a quote-unquote good girl all the time. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's hard because, it's like, yeah, that definitely is a real thing that happens. And I'm also just, maybe I'm just so activated by Dr. Luke being involved with this. But, like... Fair. It's hard. Like, I think either interpretation is definitely 100% plausible because... Yeah, but yeah, and then the whole not how they should behave, like, all also feeds into what you were saying, though, about the conservative upbringing and religious yeah. and everything. But. And I think the next lines support that, too. My head gets so confused, hard to obey. Like, I feel like hard to obey how I'm supposed to behave. That's which, true. Yeah. I can almost see where, like, Dr. Luke added something, and then Katie's like, and here's some context. Like, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of how it plays out in my mind. But yeah, the hard to obey is definitely an interesting line for sure yeah then we have porous again and i don't think anything about it changes no okay so then we get to the bridge which i recently learned a cool way to describe bridges do you know the function of bridges in songs or should i share it anyway for like the audience or um i think yeah just explain yourself for the audience yeah so bridges are 
kind of cool and are actually kind of fading out of music which is kind of a little sad I think to some people and I think to me too because bridges are a point of the song where like the energy changes and it gives you a new perspective on what you're talking about in the song and it just really breaks it down like this is in a lot of ways the climax and the thesis of the entire song if you weren't getting it before the bridge is going to break it down entirely like there's no more questions at the bridge so that's where we are now and it opens with us girls we are so magical soft skin red lips so kissable like that's what we're opening with for the section that's supposed to break it yeah. down and it's like that is i don't know what straight women are thinking about all that to be quite honest like yeah i think that i wouldn't call this the climax of the song i feel like it leads up to it like i feel like it's a low-key moment like i feel like it brings us down in energy more than up in energy but like she's definitely saying extra gay stuff in this area i think well because if you remember too the bridge is the highest note that we get too so like it does bring down the energy but then by the end of it we get the highest note in the song and it's like her exclaiming ain't no big deal it's innocent if that's what a climax in a song is then i guess that makes sense i guess i was looking at this like a poem and i don't know what a climax in a song would refer to i just know what it means in like a story in like a written work that's fair yeah so then i looking at the next line it's like hard to resist so touchable too good to deny it i think this is her like moment of being like i can't i literally cannot resist this like despite needing to obey these rules or despite wanting to be a good girl or despite like not intending to do any of this like I literally cannot deny myself this anymore. And then we get the high note right after that, I think is kind of how I see the climax playing out there. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, a very gay little section of the song though. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I like performing this part. Oh, me too. Yeah, it's so good. Like there's just like a lot of motions and there's like a lot of sensuality. And like we said, the high note, which is really exciting. It's just like a really cool section of the song for sure. It's very gay yeah so then we just go back that's the last new information we have at that point she just kind of repeats herself so like that was her final big thought where she's like it's too good to deny it it shouldn't be a big deal like it's no big deal this is innocent despite it feeling so wrong or bad like this is me vibing like enjoying kissing girls you know so yeah for sure oh yeah so do you have any more thoughts now that that's all the lyrics it looks like yeah i don't think i have any more thoughts i enjoy this song yes i definitely love this song and i think it's so catchy and so cute i feel like we did the damn thing today on defending our girl miss perry yes in defense of i kissed a girl <laughs> yes absolutely Thanks for joining us. If you want to keep up with us, we're on all sorts of social media and you can check us out on our website, which is linked right in this episode description. Yeah, the description might be a tad long, so click see more and you should be able to see it. Also, check out our merch. We have a bunch of really cute merch that you should go enjoy because it's absolutely fucking adorable. I'm obsessed with it. Like, objectively obsessed with it. <laughs> yes, we have all sorts of stuff, including a Yassified Lord Farquaad that yes. I designed myself. It is so good. There's a pro-evil radical femme design that's on a bunch of merch. I have a duffel bag and a tote bag for it because I'm so obsessed with it. Like It's just so good for all your evil bimbo needs. Go check it out. Yeah, go check us out. And thanks for listening. Bye! <laughs> Hell yeah. Music by Audionautics.com <laughs>